Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. There's a villain MCU movie on the way. Guy Ritchie returns to Disney and the Joker sequel to be a musical. Heaps to come in the Ghostbusters future. Uh, We have our first look at Ryan Gosling's Ken. Um, And there's more Game of Thrones to come. But first, trailer talk. Now, the first trailer we've got is Black Adam. Dwayne Johnson stars in DC's anti-hero movie. So we've seen a few little, you know, like screenshots, promotional images, bits and pieces like that. This is our first bit of, I guess, like main advertising material for this. What are your thoughts? Big DC guy over here. I think it looks good. Maybe not great, but it looks, (laughs) it looks, I don't know, like... I was looking forward to this trailer and the casting of Johnson as Black Adam. I mean, I think it predates Man of Steel. Like it's been on the cards for such a long time. It, it looks, it looks good. There's some interesting things in there. I, I guess I was trying to stay away from knowing too much about what it was going to be. So it was a nice reveal that. We do get the origin, but it looks like the movie is going to take place in present day. I do like that. We're getting the JSA on the big screen. That's exciting. I didn't even realize it was Pierce Brosnan talking at the beginning with the accent that he's doing. I completely right. missed it was him until we actually cut to him on screen. I think it look, it looks good. What do you think? I'll tell you what I like about it. All right, there's a... Some of the costumes and stuff of these characters, I know we've seen them already, but seeing them in action, you know, like the like the hawk people and stuff like that, like looks looks pretty cool. I I like the uh, like whether it's it's the color or just like the tone of the world that they seem to be in feels more like where we were with like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and stuff like that. Like it seems more of that kind of gritty side of DC. Other than that, though, I got to admit, look, the, the the Dwayne Johnson charm is always a delight and stuff. So don't get me wrong, but um, I found this, and I know it's just a little teaser, but I found this kind of boring. Like none of nothing that I was seeing made me go like, oh wow, you know, like oh I'm really looking forward to it. like I kind of watched it. And I was just like, okay, like almost like really just wanting them to answer the question of what's new about this what what is in this that we haven't seen or that we need to see what makes this different from any other superhero outing that we've ever been getting and uh, I, I know it's a hard sort of question to be asking when you know every second big blockbuster is a superhero film these days but I, I don't know I feel like there wasn't much in here that made me go like holy shit like this is really cool it was just kind of okay that's that's Black Adam. All right. Maybe the next one will do it for me. Yeah, I mean, again, looks good, but yeah, you're you're right. Like it doesn't look as though it's giving us like something extra. Like just thinking about the the lead up to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I he just oh wow, look at that. Oh, what's happening here? Wow, I really want to see that. 
Okay, again, I'm not asking them for because I feel like with Doctor Strange they did. Oh, they sure. went too far. They went too far. Like, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. With, with went too far. With uh, with this, I'm not asking them to reveal or show too much, but just like just give us an idea of what makes this different. I mean, I guess maybe the one aspect that they might have gone for is, you know, like you've got this character that you know openly states that you know, it's like I kill people if. if or something along those lines, you know, if, if need be, like... Well, it's heroes don't kill, and he says, I do. I do, yes. So he's implying that it's like, yeah, he'll kill if he, if he needs to. So I'm like, okay, there's a... Yeah, there's, there's a bit of grit to that. That's kind of, you know, a little bit different. Other than that, it sort of just seems like, okay, look, there's super rock people, people in superhero suits doing their thing. Again, I think we need maybe that 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 first full trailer or something to get me sold and completely on board at this stage uh, like in terms of you know like of course i watch it but you know just because almost out of obligation but at this stage i mean that was good i was yeah (laughs) no not really like i was gonna say like you know uh, talking about them selling it we're both gonna go to the movies exactly but we need to obviously give a perspective of like a general audience person and nothing is getting me excited or this is not on a list of anticipation, like highly anticipated for me at the moment. It's, it's, it's just not there. So, but you know what though? Like my wife did not like Shazam, did not like that film at all. And showed her the trailer for this. It's the rock. She wants to see it. And <laughs> I think that could be the same for a lot of people. So maybe, you know, the hoping or coasting on Dwayne Johnson, like, hey, people like his movies. That is going to be, I mean, that was a thing I highlighted, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, the charm's there. Nothing in this trailer also, you know, like, you know, gave any sort of connection to Shazam or or anything like that, that that I noticed anyway. Yeah, but I mean, we know the connections there, and we got like, a glimpse of Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam in the opening of Shazam. Yeah, but the general audience may general not audience, know that connection. This is an advertisement for this new thing. They're just going to be like, "Cool new DC movie, Dwayne Johnson." I'm there. And Shazam was a hit, to be fair. So it is a. Hey, I really surprising really enjoyed that it. they <laughs> me too. Yeah. I yeah. I actually really enjoyed that movie. And I've watched it a few times since seeing it at the cinema, and each time I've enjoyed it. Okay. The um the next trailer we've got is for Prey coming to Disney Plus or Hulu, depending on where you are in the world. An invisible predator kills a bear in the thrilling action pack new trailer for Prey the newest entry in the Predator franchise set in a pre-colonized 1700s America. This looks like a lot of fun. There's It really does. Yeah, it, looks, of, it looks so good. Heaps of Predator action. You know, you've got the, 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 little, the triangle, you know, targeting thing, you know, Predators are invisible and... I mean, the, the CGI on the bear looks horrendous, but it's okay. It might look better on the actual movie. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, the bear looked okay when it was alive. It was just after the predator killed it and dragged it away. It looked really weird that's, being dragged away. I think that's a fair, that's a fair statement. Um, look, this, this really does look 
pretty fun action it does lots of it does very distracting watching this trailer and seeing that disney logo in the bottom i just feel like i'm like <laughs> trying to get in the in the mood of this gritty violent like you know adult film and then there's just this disney logo in the corner i'm just like mm, something doesn't sit right there but it's okay times are changing well i um i watched the hulu trailer so i didn't uh, have that, that same I experience I'm but be watching it, it looks <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. And it it looks good. I mean, we had The Predator written and directed by Shane Black, and that was a big selling point, and that movie was just fine. I remember being quite excited to watch it, and it wasn't the best. I preferred Predators, the one directed by Robert Rodriguez with Adrian Brody. That was a good Mm. movie. But this one, they've clearly gone smaller with it, Streaming exclusive, it's not even getting a theatrical release. So whether that helped getting this movie made in the first place, I don't know, because again, that last Predator movie wasn't the best. I don't think it did that well at the box office either. But when you've got a foe like a Predator that can just turn invisible and for the audience to know it's there, just have maybe footprints or those three red dots, that's got to be cost effective, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Is that right? And that right, you can you could do the approach of less is more. Use the suspense, definitely. Um, you know, like uh, the the scare of the unknown. Like you can't see him, but he's there. It's like oh oh oh, very good. Um, but from the from the director of Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, I love that movie. The year that movie that came was a out, great film. that was that was my pick for the best movie of the year or at least the most enjoyable movie i'd watched and that was you know that was quite a small film intimate this is obviously a little bit in scope a little bit bigger but again when you're talking i guess like small scale production it's probably gonna fit the you know we were curious about the the use of like okay this is going to be like before you know like guns uh, they're going to be using sticks and sharp objects and rocks and stuff to fight the predator and all of his gizmos like wow how is that going to work i think i'm sold it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting i think there's gonna be a little bit of a creative battle stuff happening the one the one issue i might have though i mean this is a pre-colonized 1700s america and look i'm not the best history buff or anything like that but you know like the the main character that we seem to be following in this trailer and you know like her community and stuff like that i mean there's there's a there's quite a lot of english speaking happening um quite modern sort of uh pronunciations of words and things like that i i mean the movie could start and it could all just be subtitled and then just for the sake of enjoyment yeah they've made they made it for a wide audience that's but it's That's what that is. This could have been interesting. This could have been like an apocalypto, you know, like just very authentic and real. And and then could have been, yeah. But I think they just be, the, yeah, the, the the thrills and the violence and the you know the the hunt. I don't know. It, it kind of does kind of cheapen and lessen the film, if that is the case. But look again, my history is not the best, especially um, you know pre-colonized 1700s american history so i could be wrong maybe there were uh you know english-speaking sort of tribes and communities and well you're right though they they could do a transition 
like maybe it starts in another language and then just it kind of just fades yeah. into them speaking English. But the film looks really, really good. Um, the poster is great where it's got the main actress and she's got the green blood as like war paint on her face. That looks really cool. And I really like seeing the title Prey in the Predator font. It works well yeah, with I'm, that font. Yeah. I'm sold on this trailer. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a, I know this one's for you. I know you're keen on this one. Um, we got the first teaser trailer for Rodal's Matilda, the musical, which is featuring Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull. So this is, this is interesting. This is coming to, it's Netflix, isn't it? Coming to it Netflix. Is, yeah. This is a, a live action feature film based on the musical stage play of the Roldal book, Matilda. Now, of course, it is. Had, there yep. was the there was the Matilda film from the nineties, something ninety something with like Danny yeah, DeVito. So that one, yeah, he and he directed that one as well. So yes, it, it started off as a book. They did that movie, and then Tim Minchin, Perth, he's from Perth. Tim Minchin wrote the stage musical, and he's also adapted his musical for Netflix. So he's what involved in the film as well. What a journey. Um, yeah, this looks fun. I've not seen the musical. My wife and my eldest has been to see it, and they both really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get to watch it from the comfort of my home. Yeah, I'm actually pretty uh, pretty keen for this. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for a musical here and there. Um, no issues with them. Um, I think you know, like if if this was just presented as like, hey, look, it's a it's a new Matilda film, I would have been like, yeah, sign me up. Um, yeah, why not? Let's do it. The fact that it's a musical, it's just like, cool, you know, just like a Disney film or something like that. It's like, yeah, why not? It's a yeah, a new interpretation of the movie, but this time with songs. That works for me. The fact that it's actually had that um, sort of development of, hey, it actually was made as a stage musical, and now we're getting it as a movie. I'm like, okay, that's a very creative sort of through line that we're we're getting. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it how it works as a as a film. Again, I myself haven't seen the stage play, but yeah, I'm all for it. And Netflix is there. It's gonna it's just gonna show up one day, and I'm just gonna watch it. Right. And I really do not like musicals, but I do want to see this one. So <laughs> there we go. And Emma Thompson is Miss Trunchbull. She looks great and as mean as you would expect Trunchbull to be. So yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, now, the last little thing we've got here is um, Wednesday. Jenna Ortega stars in the first teaser trailer for Tim Burton's Adam's Family spin-off series, Wednesday. And this really is a teaser, uh, mainly focused on... Well, before this teaser, we got another teaser, and it was pretty much just thing. That's all it was. And then we got the first look at Jenna Ortega as Wednesday, and then they put this teaser out. So it's pretty much just showing off what she is going to look like in the show, and she looks like Wednesday Adams. Job done. Yeah, this is this teaser. It's it's almost like a motion poster. It's just it's like a character poster, but it moves. <laughs> you can see. Yeah, it. so yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a first look at yes. at what she's going to look like. As the 
as the main but, hey, character. She, she looks. It, it works. I think she looks. Fine. It really it does. Great. And not only is this directed by Tim Burton, Danny Elfman is doing the score. And this is another one for Netflix. I'm really looking forward to this. It looks like we're going to be tuning into Netflix quite a bit. Quite a bit. No, like definitely pretty keen on this. And yeah, like Jenna Ortega has just been, she has been on fire. Not literally, I hope, but um, she's been on fire lately. As she has just appeared, been in things, continues to be in things. And the, I think the things that she's being in is getting bigger. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, she was in that horror movie X, the latest Scream movie. And yeah, she, she's yeah popping up more and more. All right. Um, so let's move or let's get into the movie news. What have we got first? Lady Gaga is in talks to join Joaquin Phoenix in Todd Phillips' musical sequel. Gaga will play Harley Quinn in Joker Folida. Translation, Madness for Two. There we go. I had to do some further research to get the translation. Well done. Very professional. Very uh, onto it, onto it. <laughs> well, the news, though, I mean, in two parts, Joker 2 confirmed. We saw um, on social media, Todd Phillips, he posted the front page of the script, and then he, he posted an image of Joaquin Phoenix reading it. And then it's like, wow, this is the news. This is big news. And then Lady Gaga being attached. It seemed like a film that would never get a sequel. That first Joker movie was so good. And it's like, when you've got something so perfect, why mess with it? What could you do? A musical with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it, isn't it? This, yeah, I mean, much like you from the from the sounds of it, you know, it, it seems like after following that that first Joker film, it was like, guys, just leave it alone. It was lightning in a bottle. It was fantastic. You did a phenomenal thing in, in in making that film. Let's just leave it be. But you know, there were rumors and discussions about, hey, look, that looks like they're going to talk about doing a second one. Okay. I've been on the fence about whether I've wanted it or how they could do it. And I think in all of our minds, it's been, oh, you know, we'll, we'll just catch up with, you know, the Arthur Fleck character and see where he's at now. You know, what, what other sort of social angle could we look at? Will it be much of the same, just sort of progressing that story, maybe just doing it again. The fact that, what they seem to be doing this approach here is just like, you know what, if we're gonna swing for the fences and just go for it, we're gonna swing for the fences and go for it. Like, why not? Why not? And I think like doing a music, it's just so ballsy and crazy. And again, it's not going to be a huge gamble. It's going to be much like that first film, um, a low, a pretty low budget, um, which, which they're probably going to expect to get a huge return much similar to that first film but like the musical sequences if they if they limit it to um you know like the i don't know the inner turmoil or delusions of harley quinn and or joker i think this could really work and there's you know people think musicals they think okay yeah a disney film or you know matilda or something you know like they're thinking 
oh, it's just going to be cheesy, breaking reality and all this kind of stuff. Like, no, not necessarily. There, there are a, a handful, plenty of um, sort of very well done, deeply made thrillers, psychological kind of um, films with a musical element edge to it. And I think this could be one of one of them. I am now more excited about this sequel than I was before. This is this is crazy, and I yeah. think it should be. It should be crazy. Well, that is, it's on brand, isn't it? But you were just saying there, like, just because we're being told it's a musical doesn't mean we know what it's going to be. Mm. Like, it could be a case of like in that first movie when it cut, when we got those flashbacks of how. Arthur was really having those interactions with his neighbor and it wasn't how we was experiencing it with him. So it could be a case of like just cutting to how he's experiencing something and that is presented as a musical, or it could be from Harley Quinn's perspective. So there's a lot that we don't know, even though it seems like we've been given a lot of information. Yeah. But I think, I think again, like people will probably run with, I guess the basics of this and just go, okay, musical. This is my expectations of a musical, and it's like, oh, look, if you if you think about what that type, what type of film that first one was, again, like n- not everything was clear reality, and and again, we're we're probably going to get that just on another level, and I think introducing the Harley Quinn character in potentially the darkest kind of way, um, and and just having that again, like this could talk about really like that that breakdown of you know a mental state and and i guess the the two of them together sharing these delusions might be a real interesting sort of very dark journey but hey we could have a lot of fun with it and look they're not mucking around lady gaga like yeah i mean fantastic i think she is hungry for that for that oscar I think you know she didn't quite get it with um, you know House of Gucci, but I think I think she's like, what project can I do to get that Oscar? <laughs> All right, so next up we've got a Thunderbolts movie, which is officially in the works at Marvel, um, with Jake Shreer set to direct. Um, the supervillain-led movie could it could include uh, Yelena Belova, Baron Zemo. Ghost Taskmaster, the the Abomination, US Agent, and the Winter Soldier. So basically, a whole bunch of our, our villains or villainous type characters that we've been introduced to either a while ago or you know recently could all be coming together. A villain, a villain-based Marvel MCU movie. What do you think? Well, they're the main players from the comics. I mean, like Avengers, there's been many iterations of thunderbolts but the fortunate that they've introduced on screen already so many of them the big downside to this though in the comics at the runs that i've read thunderbolt ross has been involved whether it's him as thaddeus ross or whether it was him as red hulk he's played a part in a couple of series that i've read for obvious reasons William Hurt wouldn't be involved, but yeah, it's it's interesting. But I don't know. I mean, the last time we saw Winter Soldier was in that TV show that 
for me is the least interesting of the Disney Plus Marvel shows so far. Yeah. Bringing Ghost back from Ant-Man and the Wasp, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I do like that it's they're not just making the same movie over and over. This would be a very different one. <laughs> I was like thinking that maybe someone at you know Disney was looking over at what James Gunn was doing with the Suicide Squad and the success that Peacemaker has had. But it's a good idea. It it works. A team of supervillains. And you know, we're talking about the Black Adam movie. So it, it always happens, doesn't it? Things come in waves. But you know, the the like the MCU is planned for like the next 10 years. Like, you know, it is, you know, like not every dot is dotted, not every I is dotted and every T cross, but there's a, there's a rough plan. And when I say rough, it's probably a lot more detailed than, than I think it is, but they know what they're doing. If they're doing a Thunderbolts movie and it's coming out in the, in the next couple of years, they've had it planned for a while. Oh, there's been, yeah, no, there has and been the, conversations, but now it's officially happening. Like, there's yeah. there's no way they don't look to see what's working elsewhere. That's why it's like the, the, the fact is that we've been introduced to well, all, all the characters you listed, but, you know, like, uh, a lot of them we've been introduced to recently, you know, in the past couple of years, whether it's on the, the you know, the, the TV shows or the, you know, some of the recent movies. I do think there's a reason for it and, and a reason why people have speculated about this Thunderbolts project happening, whether it be a show or a, or a film. And I think they are laying the ground. Um, they could use it as an opportunity as well to bring back some of these characters and maybe do better with them. You know, it's like, okay, we've introduced them. Maybe they didn't quite land, you know, whether it's like a ghost or a, a taskmaster, you know, like, ah, oh, we didn't quite hit the landing with them they could shine as the stars in the, you know, in, in something like this, if they were to bring those characters back for it, maybe Taskmaster can actually be pretty cool <laughs> this time around. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, it's interesting. It, it's worked as a comic for years and having already introduced so many of the characters already, they've cast them. It's interesting. Mm. Guy Ritchie, who directed Disney's Aladdin in 2019, is set to direct the upcoming live-action adaption of the 1997 film Hercules. Wow. Wow. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's happening. Do you think they'll bring back Danny DeVito? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Just having me live-action <laughs> this time. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, the, the news story, you've got to mention Disney's Aladdin because that is what Guy Ritchie has done that is closely associated with what we're talking yeah. about now. I mean, but I it's mean, crazy that I, it used to be Snatch director, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Ah. But the thing I is, mean, he, he's still he making did it. He did it with Aladdin and it worked. He did do it with and Aladdin, yeah. I, but I think it was a yeah. delightful film. Yeah, you know how much I love that movie. That was, that was fantastic. It's a good film. Yeah, it, it's a really good film. And he is still doing the London gangster films, like The Gentleman was fantastic. So he, he's clearly able to go between the two, but it's just so funny. <laughs> I'm just introducing him as the director of Aladdin. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, we cannot I like. Um, I like that. That Hercules movie, it's been a while, if I'm honest, like a very long while, actually. Maybe 
15 plus years. It has been such a long time. <laughs> oh, no, actually, no, no, I tell a lie. I watched it a couple of years ago with my youngest. She wanted to watch it. Do you know, I have seen it fairly recently. It's a good film. Still, still holds up. And who does that movie have? They had um, James Woods as Hades. That was a very well-cast film. Yeah, Tate Donovan as, um, as the voice of Hercules. Is that um, who it was? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. And I feel like, oh, I'm forgetting the, forgetting the female... Uh, what's her name? I remember the character's name was like Meg, I think, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. you're right. Yeah, Meg. I don't know who, who voiced her. I mean, but this could be a good Hercules film. The last Hercules film I watched was shocking. Have you seen the one with Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> yeah, dude. Went to the went to the oh. I paid money for that. Oh boy. Oh boy. So did I, but I paid to watch it at home. <laughs> I didn't go to the cinema. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah, that, that film wasn't good. I thought it would be, but it wasn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this could be a good Hercules film. And and look, the fact like I got faith. I remember being like, "Oh god, this is going to be bizarre." And then it just it just really worked when he did Aladdin. Um, if he can bring those same sensibilities to uh, a live action Hercules, like why not? And again, throw in the throw in all the songs. Um, I feel like get Danny DeVito back as the voice of well, what's his name, but like. I think he's still probably got to be CGI though, like a photorealistic. Phil, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Your voice, Phil. Uh, Susan Egan, voice Meg. Right. Okay. Don't know who that is. Okay. So oh, she does a lot of animation. Oh, okay, the way, Steven Universe. Cool. Uh, they got anyway. a they got a professional voice actress to <laughs> to, to a voice. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. This time it will be played by like I don't know Jennifer Lawrence Ooh. or something. Like no, also, no let's not just. Was Just looking at that um, Dwayne Johnson Hercules film from 2014, directed by Brett Ratner. There you go. We don't hear much from him anymore, do we? What's it? Yeah. What's yeah? What did he get up to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Left unsaid. Better left unsaid. Um, the upcoming sequel um, for Ghostbusters will follow Ecto One and the Spenglers heading back to the iconic firehouse from Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two. This is, of course. Ghostbusters 4. I mean, that is the news story. It's also the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically we didn't see the Spengler's go well, there, yes, yes. I suppose. So, so it's like, yeah. But Winston was there. Okay, that, I'll take it back. But um, yeah, <laughs> cool. A sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife is happening. Very excited for that. But also we've got more Ghostbusters news. The franchise is expanding its universe with the announcement of an animated film that is currently in development. I mean, that's pretty nifty. And I'm, I've learned my lesson from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like not to be like, oh, an animated film, all right, whatever. Like, this could be epic. <laughs> this could be oh, crazy. Mate, this, this, this is it. Like, remember 2016, Ghostbusters, Answer the Call. And it opened with <laughs> it opened with that brand new logo, Ghost Core. And they're like, this is going to be the start of something big, cross-media. We're going to have TV, film, so much Ghostbusters, and then nothing until Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're starting it all up again. But this time, things are actually happening. We're getting the, another sequel. We're getting an animated film. Um very excited as a lifelong Ghostbusters fan. I am so happy 
that were getting more Ghostbusters. That for the longest time, if you wanted new Ghostbusters stories, you had to go to IDW for the comics. Don't get me wrong, great comics, but that was the only other place that you could go to outside of the video game they did a few years ago. Yeah, or many that, years ago, 10. That recent film, I think, really did nothing but wonderful things for this franchise going forward. Just rejuvenated, ironically, brought the franchise back to life. Not to say it was, yeah. you know, dead. You know, no, man, outside, no, outside, out, like out, no, yeah, fans, but outside of the comics, there wasn't anything else. Yeah. You'd go back and you'd rewatch those first two movies, you'd play the video game. That, then, that was it. That was, like, it. That was, had, that was yeah. Ghostbusters. But now yeah. it's all changing. And the the Ghostbusters animated movie, I believe, oh, actually, no, maybe that is theatrical. I'm thinking maybe it's Netflix, but maybe it is going to be theatrical. I hope so. Again, if it's, if it's something as crazy and epic on the level of Spider-Man into the uh, Spider-Verse, then it could be. And then Ghostbusters is still Sony, right? Is that correct? That is correct. Then it very much has. Look, if Sony's backing it and Sony's behind it, yeah, it could very much well be in the realm of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, like that quality. So, yeah, look, I'm I'm hopeful for it. What we are getting, uh, speaking of animated films and getting more of them or or getting some of them, um, Avatar, The Last Airbender, three new animated films are officially in development at Paramount and Nickelodeon Animation. Um, we've got Lauren Montgomery, who was a storyboard artist on the original stories. Um, she will direct the untitled first movie. Now, do you have any sort of connection, relationship with Avatar, The Last Airbender? Not the, not the blue people one, the, um, the little bold kid and his waterbending. I think whatever the hell he does. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. In fact, do you know what? No, I'm letting me say what I was going to say because I'm getting it mixed up with the live action Dragon Ball Z movie. No, <laughs> I've only seen that live action. Film. I don't think I. Nah, I've, I've not seen any Last Airbender. I've not oh, even right. seen the live action M. Night Shyamalan film. No, I've seen nothing. I've only seen the blue cat people. That's my avatar. <laughs> that's not my avatar <laughs> oh do you know what the like i've tried i haven't seen the live action one either i've tried a few times to because people go on about this show like you know the, the anime being you know like fantastic amazing so much mythology and i believe them and a lot of anime, oh you've not seen it nah like i mean a oh lot wow of, that is surprising a lot of animes do sometimes take a little bit to get into until things start getting you know like Wow, we're into the action. Things are nonstop. I've tried a number of times to start this, and I get maybe like five, six, seven episodes in, and I'm just like, just don't, just not interested. And I zone out, and then I just stop. And every now and then I try again, and I feel like I need to restart it. So it's just a hurdle. Maybe I'll just, I don't know. But look, there is a following, big fan base. So let them have fun with these. Three new movies, very exciting for them. We've had our first look at Ryan Gosling's Ken in Barbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Double denim. So much denim. His hair is so blonde. Um, yeah, I mean, we still, 
don't know what this movie is. Do you, to be do honest, you know, do you know what I think of when I saw this this image? Have you seen um, that, that film, Crazy Stupid Love? Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. I know what it is, but I'm not seeing it. There's a scene with um, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, the, the Gwen Stacy girl, um, uh, Emma Stone. There's a scene yes, with I, Emma, com- I blanked. <laughs> there's a scene with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling standing there, no shirt on, and she says to him, "Like those abs are photoshopped." Like as a tongue-in-cheek oh, line, very funny. Clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm, I'm just I'm looking at him. It's like, man, this man is not real. And I guess that's <laughs> the point. He's a he's a, he's essentially a Kendall. This movie is going to be bonkers. Like, yeah, but again, yeah. we don't know. I think we I think we spent quite a bit of time before just saying how we don't know what this film exactly. is, going to be. and we still don't. But we still don't. <laughs> we, we we don't. But what I've also we've seen, seen Barbie, online, we've seen yeah. Tina. But what I'm seeing online is that other actors are being cast. As Barbie and Ken, like and I believe, be yes, mm. and I believe Simu Lu, who's been casting this film, is also playing Ken. Yeah, well, well I mean, a uh, Ken. So maybe Barbie, there's lots of Ken, lots Barbie of Barbie. Now there's, I mean, there's different, there's different looks, cultures, appearances. You know, like physical statuses of them <laughs> like i mean that's it i mean my eldest just had a birthday and you know she likes barbie still and one of the barbies we got it's a collectible and it's a day of the dead barbie so it's a mexican barbie and she's got like the face painted and yeah like the queen got a barbie doll i think you talked about recently <laughs> there's so many different so many different barbies i mean but i was yes, referring more to like wheelchair, like wheelchair barbie yeah <laughs> like for yeah, her birthday, my daughter got wheelchair Ken. <laughs> so she's already got Barbie in a wheelchair. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's um wheelchair. it's a thing. But but a new story. Ryan Gosling as Ken. I mean, I mean, he looks insane. <laughs> so maybe so much denim. At the beginning of this movie, it'll be like, you know how there's like Barbies in like Toy Story and stuff? It'd be like in 1995, <laughs> Andy saw <laughs> Andy got his first Barbie doll. This is that movie. I don't know. Something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nuts. All right. Paddington 3 has found its title and director, Paddington in Peru, will be directed by um, Dugal Wilson and will begin filming next year. So this is cool. It looks like Paddington, Paddington's going home because he's, he's from Peru, isn't he? And then he, yeah, that's yeah. where we came from. That's so all, oh, mate. All those two films are so good. And recently, we watched the second one with a family, and it is just magical. It is such a good film. You are, you're Both right. those films, the first two were directed by Paul King, who's off doing Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. So, this new guy's coming in, but hopefully, they can carry over what they started with those first two films. But yeah, more more Paddington. I'm I'm here for it. Definitely, like you're dead right. Those first two movies, like so good. But like, think about this: if this third film is just as good, if not better than than those first two films, this potentially could be one of the greatest trilogies ever made. Yeah, like think about that. That is bonkers. Like that's two for two. Like just solid films, just insane. Yeah. So- and- I mean, I I grew up with Paddington, like the the village where I'm from in the UK. Like in the village, we <laughs> the had, <village. laughs> 
a we had a a Paddington Bear like workshop, and it was run by Mrs. Clarkson, the mother of Jeremy Clarkson of Top Gear fame, and my mum worked there, so I had Paddington Bears when I was growing up. It was very much a thing that I had in my life. But then you grow older, you move away from those childish things. <laughs> and then the movies happened and just the magic of Paddington Bear. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to this third movie. I think we just glossed over the fact your mum, your mum worked with Jeremy Clarkson's mum. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, my mum knew Jeremy Clarkson growing up. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. That's exciting. Um, that's something interesting. Yeah, it's a thing that it's a thing that happened. Wow. Um, cool. The official title for Knives Out Two is Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. Oh, I love that title. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Glass Onion is a cool title, but just then having. And Knives Out mystery because I did wonder how they were going to do it. Like you want to keep Knives Out in there, but I was just hoping we weren't going to get Knives Out too. So they give it a title just like the novels by Agatha Christie. Like the titles would be yeah. their own thing, but instead of having Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, they've gone with a Knives Out mystery. I like it. It's I funny, really do like it. You think they would? They would be trying. I mean, I get why they've done it. It's all it's a marketing thing, and Knives Out is the thing that people are identifying this franchise with. But you think maybe like um a like a blank mystery or something, you know, like the No, you've got that name recognition. I get it, I get it. Knives out. It's the thing. I mean, that that is a great title. It really is a great title, but it is very specific to his chair. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But but it's it's a great title. I I do like what they've they've done here. And this movie is going to be um, a Netflix film. It's going to get a limited release theatrically. uh, But I think they're talking like holiday times at November, December. End of this year, yeah. Yeah. I still just think like, Knives Out was very specific to the case in that first movie. Of course. So it's yeah. like, what What if this next murder just involves guns or, or I don't know, poison or something? It's like, well, is, that's, it still, that's, is it still Knives Out? Or is, is that yeah, just... because that's the, that's the IP. That, that's that's <laughs> what that's it, it is. So like, it's purely marketing. Not, not, of course um, it is. A lot more based. people are going to remember oh, Knives Out compared to... Benoit Blanc. I get it. Which is a great name, by the way. I completely understand it. I just need to point out the fact that it's silly. Unless it becomes like a part of their dialogue where like anytime someone's dead, it's like, is someone dead? Yes. Knives out. (laughs) Like 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 they refer to... I really like it. It's all good. It's all good. I'm very keen for this this movie, so do not get me wrong there. Very excited. Um, what I'm not that pumped for, um, Uma Thurman and Henry Golding have joined the cast of The Old Guard 2. They'll star alongside Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, Matthias Schonutz, uh, Marwan Kinzari, Luca Marinelli, Veronica No, and Shiwatel Ejiofall in the Netflix sequel. You know, well done. You know me. I, I, <laughs> that was a mouthful. I was, but I got it done. Um, I wasn't too keen on that first one. I know you, a lot of people praise this movie. Yeah, I really them. enjoyed You're it. You're one of them. You're one of them, mate. So, yeah. Mate. yeah, really 
enjoyed it. Not only did I like the film, I then went and read the comics. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. Well, look, Uma Thurman and Henry Gold, I mean, two pretty big gets for for this film. I mean, if you think Charlize Theron wasn't enough, throw on a bit of Uma Thurman and Henry Golding, who is, I think, still just on a rise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah, we knew this move was coming. Uh, but the additions of Thurman and Golding, two big positives there. Anthony Hopkins joins Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon as the voice of Jimmy, a sentient battle robot. You heard me. <laughs> that is that is what I said. That is what is happening. Wow. <laughs> I um I hope this is good. You know, we, what we've seen so far from this movie looks good. But my mind just goes to that last Transformers film. You know, and Hopkins just popped up and said a load of stuff. And <laughs> I know this film isn't going to be that film, but just the character he's playing, it just sounds really out there. Yeah, I feel like when Anthony Hopkins joins, like, like a genre film, except maybe the Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think, Thor. Yeah, I think the otherwise when it's a genre, I I feel like he is exactly that. It's like he's there, he's getting paid, he's happy because of that fact. He's not doing anything, um, anything special for anyone. Except- do you know? Do you know what though? I I think there's only one Hopkins we're going to get in this performance and it's going to be him going big. I, I don't think he's just going to like phone it in and just give like a quiet, but I'd be very surprised if we got a, a quiet performance. I feel like the more we read about this movie though, it's just, it sounds more and more like Star Wars than <laughs> like every time. Every single I mean, time. it is his Star Wars. I mean, I hey, maybe this is going to be Hopkins doing his best Anthony Daniels. Maybe that's what he's going to go for. <laughs> That's it. Like if, if or maybe maybe he's gonna, you know, do his rendition of R2D2. Who knows? Well, that's it. I feel like R2D2 is more of the would R2D2 be more of the battle one? I mean, all C3PO needs beeps and bloops, though, isn't it? Yeah, C3PO just needs to pick up a gun like a blaster and he could do some damage. Done some damage, but Rebel Moon, <laughs> the movie I'm interested in, is just when I just read that Hopkins had joined the film and his character. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're right. It's that sort of Transformers, the last night kind of vibe where I'm just like, he's just gonna, he's just getting paid, I think. But who knows? Could prove me wrong, could be the best performance of the year. I don't know. <laughs> a voice. I mean, it's another one for Netflix, That's another it. one that. We'll not only watch, but we will review. All right. Now we have, we've touched on this previously, um, speculated on the reason, but we've got it now. Um, of course, Neve Campbell will not be returning for Scream 6. Um, and she says, she says it's come down to salary negotiations being the cause for her franchise exit. Yeah. And a lot of people... <laughs> yeah have come out in support of her, like Matthew Lillard, he was in the first Scream movie. So a lot of people have been very public about how they feel about this. And, you know, some stories say that she was only going to be in it for like a small amount of time, like maybe one, two days filming. Um, but, I mean, you associate Ghostface with Scream, but you also strongly 
associate Neve Campbell. Like Sydney Prescott, I mean, she is the face of the franchise, but yeah, negotiations fell through and maybe they're just going to look at concentrating on the new young cast that got introduced in that last movie. We know that they're all coming back. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're plucking as many as they can. Like, I feel like if they, if this franchise was to have moved on from the Sydney Prescott character, like, it should have been done, it should have been done years ago. Like, they shouldn't have had her back for that fourth film and then following the, like, with the fifth one. I mean, I'm glad they did. Um, her contributions are, you know, uh, were, were warranted and they, they were great. Um, I think it will be now jarring because we are so far in. We're like, okay, this will be the sixth film and now this is the first one without it. All right. But, I mean, it doesn't mean they can't bring her back again one day and have her return be all the more glorious because she's had or would have had a break for a bit, you know. She might come back and scream nine, you know, Sydney's revenge. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. But, crazy. I mean, I don't... I mean, again negotiations fell through i don't know you know how much they were offering how much she was asking for you know we don't normally be privy to that kind of information but you were just that thing the success of that last movie as well i mean could she really have been asking for too much i mean sometimes like, surely think, like some actors like we can sit here and say like look at the end of the day like it's just someone's offering you a job like take the job do it like I mean, what else have you got going on right now that you know and but i think she must have put some sort of value on the fact that it's like how important is she to the franchise and she must believe that her worth is and probably rightly so like you said she's besides ghost face she's the the human face um of the franchise she's yeah she she is well i'm assuming she believes she was in a position to ask for more than what was on offer but i guess the, you know, the filmmakers decided, you know, we actually don't need to shell out for you. Um, and look, sometimes some actors do ask for too much and sometimes they get it and it gets ridiculous. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? It might have been something really unrealistic. Maybe, maybe she's kicking herself for this, but hey, who knows? And then things, things could turn around. Maybe at the last minute they do some reshoots and they say, you know, she appears in a post-credit scene or something later on down the line you know she's just not so maybe maybe who knows maybe there's still hope <laughs> still hope all right that's it for um the movie news but of course we've got tv news harley quinn season three arrives on hbo max later this summer so that's going to be between july and september i don't yet know for us here in australia we get it on prime so I'm assuming that's where season three is going to be made available as well. Um, but yeah, it was a quick turnaround between those first two seasons. We've had to wait for this third one, but this is a really fun show. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I remember we thinking like, you know, the first two seasons, they were probably made as one and they probably just split. Yeah, that's right. But then there was a bit more of a delay getting this third season, you know, pandemic and all that kind of fun stuff happening as well. But so keen for more of it to come. Um, a Wonder Man series is in the works at Disney+. Plus. 
Um, this is a Marvel Studios show, which will be executive produced by Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton and written by Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community's Andrew Guest. You're the expert. Fill me in on who Wonder Man is. Oh, that is a Ooh, big question. That is a big, prepared, big question. Prepared. Um, no, I'm not. Um, okay. <laughs> Wonder Man, also known as Simon Williams. He is a movie star when he's not a superhero. I can't remember what film it was. I think it was a Guardians of the Galaxy film, and they cast Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man in a poster. I think that's had a cinema or something. Right. But there's been some mention of Wonder Man already. Um, thing in the comics, like over the years at one point, his consciousness was put into Android, um, the body of Vision, who is an android or whatever it is. It, it's, it's confusing. He's got um, like plasma powers. Like I, He's not a straightforward character. And at one time, he just wouldn't fight. He was a pacifist superhero. So I don't know which version of Wonder Man we're going to get because there's lots of different versions so yes you asked a big question i wasn't prepared for my apologies <laughs> but uh, i mean now wonder woman i could tell you all about wonder woman but no. wonder man he's um he's a little bit trickier right, but look, that all sounds pretty exciting so hey look a new show good way to just expose us to something which for a lot of people i guess even like ourselves new and that's it. And if successful on the small screen, we'll see him pop up in a Avengers film, no doubt. All right, we've talked Ghostbusters already, but there's more. A brand new Ghostbusters animated series is on the way. Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan, the minds behind Ghostbusters Afterlife, will be leading the project, which will debut on Netflix in partnership with Sony Pictures Animation. So there you go. I think that's what I was thinking of before when we talked about the animated Ghostbusters film. This show will be a Netflix exclusive. Right, so that movie still has a chance to be theatrical, go all out. Yes, I think that um, is theatrical. But more Ghostbusters. And I know on occasion I have introduced a new segment, comic book news. I'm not going to quite do that. But we're getting more Ghostbusters comics, no longer at IDW, I believe it's Dark Horse. But we're getting more Ghostbusters comics, live-action movies, animated movies, and an animated TV series. I mean, come on. We've yeah. never had this much Ghostbusters before. No, like I said, it truly is like a life. <laughs> is a life. I mean, it's it, what they wanted back in 2016, but now, 2020, mm. it's on track to happen. These these comics, I mean, I can imagine like there'd be like one. Hang on, hang of... on. My apologies. Twenty twenty two. What did you say? Twenty one. Yeah, I said twenty twenty. <laughs> I think. Anyway, it's been a rough two years. It's been a rough two years. Um, yeah, like th these comics, I, I can imagine like there'll be a line based on, or like a run based on this animated show. There'll be, you know, a, no, no, it's not. No, of... the comics, the comics are going to be canon to the first two films. Oh, right. Okay. Sure. Sure. I was going to say, I was like, but surely there'll be like off prints and, and other single runs that'll be like one, you know, like adapted from the Afterlife movie. And 
again like this this animated show and like the animated movie and you know there'll, there'll be these individual things much like they do with every other kind of big comic book yeah i mean thing. Like, you're right yeah more than like that's what they will do but the the initial um announcement is just going to be focused on events around those first two films cool. like adding to that this tv series the animated tv series is going to be introducing completely brand new characters very exciting like very it's mad um from one university the other masters of the universe revolution kevin smith is returning to executive produce um a new animated he-man production that looks to be a sequel to 2021's master of the universe revelation I love that show so much. It is such a good show. And I was hoping we'd get a continuation and it's officially happening. Have you have you watched it? No, I, I'll admit I, I haven't. How many episodes did, did that end up? Oh, from memory, I think, I think it's no more than 13, maybe yeah. 10. It's, it's not a massive run, but it is great. It is a, it's a sequel to the cartoon from the 80s, but obviously modernised. But what they've done is they've made the show for the kids that watched it in the 80s that are now adults. It's such a great approach, and it's just absolutely fantastic with genius casting. Like, the casting for the show is amazing. It is so much fun. And we're getting more. That's well, very exciting. That <laughs> is for the and again, like that's a that's an interest. It's a risky approach to to target it that way. But if if you say it works and and yeah, better jump onto it. But yeah, so a sequel to the sequel to that original show. Which is great. Exactly. 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 Speaking of sequels, though, a Game of Thrones sequel series following Jon Snow is in the works at HBO. Kit Harrington is attached to reprise his role. So this is famously a show that we don't watch, that we've talked about many times on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning. It's a big story at the moment, but Game of Thrones, it ended a while ago. There's prequels, sequels. I mean, it's it's a successful property to keep making more, uh, but yeah, they're doing a, a, a sequel show focused on Jon Snow. I don't know where the show ended because I haven't watched it. I mean, obviously, but if you like Game of Thrones, obviously, Jon Snow didn't die. I swear, if he's coming he back. Did. Although, then again, no, he did, didn't he? But he came back. That oh, was ridiculous. That, that was like a, <laughs> that's a known thing. That's a thing. Um, it would be it would be interesting to actually ask to ask a Game of Thrones fan what they think of this news and if they're happy about. It. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, you know, what? my sure wife is be. a massive, massive Game of Thrones fan, and at no point did I think to ask her what she thinks job. about good this job. news. Yeah, yeah, good job. Well, you guys listening, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, um, let us know what you think. <laughs> so we have some sort of insight. Share it with the world. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, he joins the Doctor Who cast um, as part of the show's 60th anniversary. And he looks to be a villain. So there we go. He's playing a villain. That's always exciting to see something... Well, not necessarily different. Oh, all I can think of is like him from Gone Girl. He was kind of, he was kind of naughty in that movie. So it's, there you go. There we go. There you go. But um, yeah, nice um, 
nice bit of casting there. Um, the Boys has been officially renewed for a fourth season by Prime Video. We're both currently watching the third season and it's more bonkers than ever. So yeah, season four, just give us more boys. It's great. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, I swear I already knew there was a fourth season coming or I just kind of expected it. Um, well, yeah. there's the spin-off coming. So we knew about that. Yeah. But, yeah, but, the, but this, this is new news. Um, yeah, season four. Very exciting. All right, what we do in the shadows has officially been renewed for a fifth and a sixth season by FX. This is great news. I love the show. And I've only just tonight watched the teaser trailer they've put out for season four. Looks great. I was going to say, I, was yeah, like, I, mean, I, this, I don't remember yeah. a fourth one coming out already. So. Yeah, we just, I think it comes out um, July, so we're a couple of weeks away. But um, what we do in the shadows... A movie that I didn't necessarily enjoy, but I love the TV series. Pretty rare for that to happen for me. But yeah, this show is great. Yeah, you know what? Exactly the same. I think we've probably mentioned this before, but yeah, like myself, that movie didn't, it was okay, but it didn't quite land, I think, the way it intended for for myself anyway. But the show is something just just different, just different energy. It just feels feels right. So um, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even up to, season four yet so don't get me wrong but um holy shit yeah it's just gonna keep going so why the hell not if it's that good that's it for all of our news um we've got some recommends for you as we always do what have you got for us i'm gonna recommend the tv show barry have you seen the show you know what i haven't but it's one of those ones where it's like you know you're scrolling along and you're always you just always see it. I can't remember on which one it's on. It's on. Stand? It's on binge. binge. No, it's on binge. Binge, right? It's a HBO show, so we get it on binge. Oh, mate, this show is fantastic. If you're unfamiliar, Barry, who kills to earn a living, discovers the joy of acting while looking for his target in Los Angeles. Barry, played by Bill Hader of SNL fame. We've also got Stephen Root, Sarah Goldberg. Anthony Carrigan, like this show is solid. There's three seasons out so far. All three seasons are on binge and they've announced a fourth season. The third season gets so dark, so much darker than the first two seasons, but it is absolutely fantastic. Bill Hader, not only is he the star, he often directs, he produces, he writes. This is very much his show. Oh, also Henry Winkler is in it and he is so, so good. Ah, this show is great. But a highlight of this show, Anthony Carrigan, if you saw the show Gotham, he played um, Victor Zaz and he was the robot who grew a conscience in Bill and Ted Face the Music. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this show, he is, he steals Every scene that he is in, he plays No Ho Hank. Ah, this show is phenomenal. On that recommend, I might that might be enough to to get me. I mean, again, it's it's one of those ones where I'm always seeing it, like 
there's no reason why I haven't clicked it yet, except for the fact that I just haven't clicked on it and started watching it. Just because, yeah. But that that recommend might be enough to push me over the edge and get me there. So Honestly, well, it well is. Done. Yeah, good. It is. It is so <laughs> good. And and you know we're we'll, we're talking right, eight half hour episodes per season. That's it. Like I've literally been it. looking for something just like that to feel that just quick something you know oh i need something very quick and sharp to put on just to kill a bit of time it's a very good dark comedy drama like it's all there and is a hitman people do get killed and they don't shy away from the violence like it is so that's at always times fun. really full on but then when it's funny it is really funny and a great cast so well written yeah check it out you won't be disappointed all right, now here's one for you. This is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while. Um, finally available. Um, I think you can you can rent or buy it at this point in time digitally. So I went out of my way to do so because that's how key I missed it in I missed it in theaters. But I was like, I'm not wasting any more time to to watch it. This is everything, everywhere, all at once, an absurd comedy drama film science fiction fantasy whatever you want to call it it's bonkers um this is directed by daniel kwan and daniel um Shinet, also known as the daniels when they are working together um who co-produced it with the russo brothers so there's people you might know um we've got michelle yo in this um you know the kid from goonies the asian kid he's in this as an adult yeah, man, he, um, he was retired. This was one of his first films back out of yeah. retirement. Like, I was like, this guy, there's something about him, something familiar. I just watched it. I'm just like, and he's great in this. Like in this movie, there's, um, you know, lots of dual roles and, and, and just things like this. This is, this is more multiverse of madness than you'll get in any other movie that's come out this year. <laughs> I guarantee I'm not referring I've to heard anyone that. I've in heard particular. that. Um, but look, there might have been some grounds to what um, uh, what's her name was saying, um, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, when she had a few thoughts to share. But ah, that's right. Yeah, there's some grounds there. <laughs> this movie is pretty bloody amazing. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best movie of the year or anything like that. But creativity, the creativity behind it, the the just the the fun, ludicrous nature behind just some of the things um, that happen in this in this movie and why they need to happen is just bizarre. Just visually, there's just some weird things. There's also just some very, just very awesome, uh, both visual scenes as well as a lot of heart behind what's happening. There's a there's a interesting dynamic between um, this family, you know, like uh, this mum dad and, and the daughter and it's just an interesting look at just like life and our relationships and our purpose and things like that lots of lots of pretty heavy stuff amongst some kick-ass action scenes and michelle yo like she can do it all we've seen her do some drama we've seen her do you know comedy and in this she's just kicking ass and it's it's a crazy watch and lots of like throwing some Asian humor there as well. Like I'm watching this and I'm just like, wow, that woman is 
like my mum in some in some ways it's it's not the butt kicking although my mum could probably teach me a few things but yeah this was this was worth the worth the wait i wish i had seen this in cinemas um as soon as you can get on this this movie is a delight if you haven't seen it already i sorry i should have asked have you no i haven't i honestly this is a film where there's been such strong word of mouth i've not heard a bad thing said about this film that like you i'm waiting to rent it but at the moment, it's still a bit too rich for me. $25 on iTunes. I'm waiting until it comes down to the standard $7 rental. But, um, but I can see why you went ahead and watched it anyway. It looks excellent. And it's good to hear that obviously you enjoyed it as much as you did. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if I didn't? That would have been pretty rough. Pretty rough. But yeah, this, this movie deserves, deserves all the love. Um, again, just like, oh, have you questioning the universe and everything by the end of it it's 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 pretty like it's pretty up there so <laughs> good stuff good stuff it looks around. great but did you did you hear who turned down the film before they went to michelle yao uh i didn't but enlighten me jackie chan <laughs> really as jackie the main chan turned the it main down character. yeah as the michelle yao character yeah they went to him first he turned it down i don't know if she was next in line but they obviously went to her and She's, as you say, said to be phenomenal in it. But yeah, it could have been Jackie Chan. That's the thing. Like, like the performance that K High One uh, gives. You know, the the kid from Goonies. Um, there's moments where I'm like, he's 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 got such a Jackie Chan vibe to him. Like, there's one version of his character where like he's pretty goofy and and silly. So it is sort of like, yeah, you know, like um, you know drunken master kind of kind of stuff but then there's also bits where he's also kicking ass um and he's a bit more serious and i'm just like yeah there are there are some jackie chan elements to him so maybe they retooled his character mm, to have maybe. sort of those um, jackie chan sensibilities but um, i get fantastic film man like get onto it um but nice little bit of trivia that you're thrown in there and on that have we ever had a better segue into trivia probably Maybe, who knows? But here I am. I thought, you know what? We, we don't talk about Paddington that much. So I thought I might just jump into the old, that first Paddington film and just see what kind of what kind of fun things we might come across. And look, these aren't going to blow your mind or anything, but I thought this was interesting. I didn't know that um, Colin Firth was originally cast as the voice of Paddington. Yes, um, I did know that. But um, writer and director Paul King um uh, well, he, he released a statement stating that, like, it was a mutual uh, a mutual agreement that they weren't going to proceed with um, with Colin Firth. They eventually realised that Paddington, although you know Colin Firth does have you know an amazing, soothing, uh, wonderful voice, very very soothing on the ears, um, Paddington shouldn't sound like um, an old British man. So, I guess, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can appreciate yeah. that. And uh, yeah, fair call, fair call. Um, I also thought this was kind of just a fun little note here. During pre-production, um, again, Paul King, um, he attended several screenings of children's movies um, in order to see what made the children in the audience laugh. You know, great, great sort of, uh, you know, learning your target audience. I like that. Um, he brought his wife to most of these screenings. He says, in order not to seem like a creepy loner and maybe some other things. <laughs> right. So I'm like, that's fair. Cool. I always get that feeling every time 
the wife and I are in a, a movie theater looking at a watching a kid's film. I'm like, I'm glad she's here with me. Otherwise, I might get arrested. So, <laughs> I don't know. People will report me. But you you said the other day, you were like, oh, you don't mind going to see a, a kid's movie by yourself, you creepy bastard. Oh, just uh, a movie in general. I don't mind going to the movies by myself at all, but mm. I don't often go to watch kids' movies by myself. I'm thinking the only movie I can think of, uh, Detective Pikachu. I watched that by myself. For the podcast, mind you. Get away with that. But, um, that wasn't like a, that wasn't like a kid's <laughs> It's a kid's movie. film, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it for our uh, movie show. Please subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Jurassic World Dominion and stay tuned for our upcoming review of The Black Phone. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.